There are 12 common weaknesses of all salespeople. Find out if you possess any of these weaknesses and learn how to fix them on today's show. We all know it's not easy, you know, to look inside and work on yourself, but if we consistently work towards fixing our weaknesses, we can move mountains. Today we have the one and only Drew Cameron in the house. He's going to talk about the 12 weaknesses of salespeople and how we can turn these weaknesses around and be better, more productive salespeople. Now, before we get to our main content, I need to let you know about LEAD 2021, the Transformational Virtual Leadership Summit for Contractors coming up on March 9th and 10th. It's a can't-miss online event designed to teach you the right leadership skills to get the most out of your business. I'll be a presenter along with some other folks you'll recognize from Cracking the Code like Drew Cameron and Mr. Gary Alex. And we'll also feature big-time celebrity keynote presentations from Kevin O'Leary and Tim Grover. Learn more and register at lead2021event.com. Well, thank you, Weldon, and welcome to the EJIA Contractor University Studio. I am Drew Cameron, and I am thrilled today to bring this topic to you. This is one near and dear to my heart, because if you know me, you know how much I love sales and marketing and sales management, marketing management, and every aspect of that. I, I love where the, you know, the magic for me in this industry and why I continue to do what I do is is that you know we get to make an impact in people's lives, you know, and and there there lies the magic in giving back to us, right? We can make an impact in other people's lives. That makes an impact in our lives, and it's I don't know. There's just something unique and fun and and uh, magical about that, right? Is is sharing the magic and uh, sharing the happiness, and I guess that's why Disney is so successful with what it is that they do. So today I want to talk to you, like I say, about something near and dear to my heart. I I know. You know, for you owners and you, ma you sales managers, that salespeople can drive you nuts. I'm going to focus on salespeople today, right? And uh, some people, I, I, I warn them. I say, you know, it's like sleeping with the devil. Uh, you got to know, you got to know what you've got, you're getting into, because they will drive you nuts. They will test your patience. They're like the velociraptors in uh, Jurassic Park, right? That that test the fences. In fact, they're willing to get electrocuted and shocked, and even in some cases die, right? Just to see if they can get out and test the fences in, in Jurassic Park. And, and salespeople are uh, uh, often like that. And, and you hear you hear all kinds of terminology, prima donnas, and they don't want to work, and they're lazy, and all kinds of things. And that's that's because you just don't understand them. And if you understood them, you'd love them because they can bring you untold wealth and riches. Obviously, yes, they get wealthy and rich too. To me, my belief has been that rich salespeople equal a rich, successful company. But you gotta have a process in place to, to go ahead and get these people on board. So now, some of you contractors, you have some salespeople. I understand a lot of you use selling technicians. We're not talking about that. It's a different animal, right? But I'm gonna talk about the true professional salesperson. A true professional salesperson that understands how to connect and communicate with people and then understands what they need to know about your products and services will outclass any selling technician that you've got. And I can prove that nine ways to Sunday and I have been doing that since the 90s in my own business and then for service experts and uh, the utility that bought my company, then service experts and for consulting clients for the last 20 years and even our EGIA members as well. All right, so let's go ahead and understand that as a salesperson, that their success, your success as a salesperson is only limited by you. So I'm talking to the salespeople today, I'm talking to the owners, I'm talking to sales managers. And you owners who don't have a sales manager, Guess what? Congratulations, you are the sales manager. And you probably didn't know that, which is probably why you have some of the headache and heartache that you do 
with the salespeople on your team because they have to have a sales manager, a team leader, if you will. But let's look at these individuals and realize that their success is only limited by them. And I'm going to make it first person to make it a little bit more powerful. So I'm going to say to you business owners, because you're a salesperson, you're always selling your ideas to your team, okay, to yourself, maybe to your significant other as well, right? You sales managers, again, you are also selling your ideas to your team and to yourself. And for you salespeople, again, you're also connecting with customers. So let's realize that your success is only limited by you and by your resourcefulness. It's not about the resources that you have. It's about how you use those. So you know, back in the 70s or 80s, there was a television show called MacGyver, right? And this is a guy who could basically take a, a, you know, a chewing gum wrapper and a paper click and make a bomb out of it or something like that because he could be very resourceful with the resources you know, that he had. So you have to be resourceful with the resources that you, that you have. Okay, people like to tell me there's, you know, oh, these are bad leads. I need the good leads. You know, the leads are no good. No, there's no bad leads. There's only bad salespeople. And there's no bad salespeople. There's only bad sales managers and owners, and owners right? Because you either recruited improperly, didn't train appropriately, or you kept them too long. But at the end of the day, there's no bad salespeople. There's no bad sales leads, if you will, right? And so that comes down to then your imagination and creativity. Because you're only unlimited, as SpongeBob would say, by your imagination. Yes, you are limited by your imagination and your creativity. The most creative people out there, in fact, that's one of the most sought, sought after things today on LinkedIn, they say, for recruiting for any position in any industry, is I don't want to hire people that are just limited by what they believe about a product, a service, or an industry, or a marketplace. I want those who think outside the box. And I say, why does there have to be a box? Because if there's a box, there's proximity to the box, and you're still tethered to the idea of a box. How about like white sheet of paper? In 1990, Nissan, probably even before that, but in 1990, Nissan released the 300ZX. I bought one. It was a twin turbo. This thing was awesome. It was, my, it, to this day, still my favorite car. And they went, and the commercial was, they went back to the drawing board. They had a white sheet of paper, and they showed a typewriter, and on the screen came a Z, period. They went and reinvented that vehicle from the ground up. Okay? Are you reinventing yourself from the ground up? Because you probably need to. If you haven't at some point in your career, you definitely need to. Have you reinvented your business from the ground up? If you haven't, at some point you need to. All right? Expectations. You're limited by your expectations. If your belief is that a top salesperson sells $2 million, okay, you're limited. That's a ceiling for you. Okay? The top salesperson, quite frankly, in the industry that I'm aware of anyway, sells $12 million by himself. There's another one that sells almost 9 or $10 million by himself. Right? But your preconceived self-limiting beliefs are your expectations. Okay? Also limited by your understanding. Do you understand principles of con and concepts of communication, of sales, of marketing, of, of psychology of people, of the products and services beyond the products and services that you offer? Are you always looking to upgrade and add and enhance, if you will, your product and service offering? Your ability. You might have an understanding of something, but are you able to do something with it, and are you willing to do something with it? Because there's a lot of people that have a lot of knowledge and expertise. We don't call you know, knowledge power. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge has to be converted to wisdom, okay? something that you understand, and then you have to be willing to do something with it. That's where we develop skill. Okay? You could have certain skills, but you might not be able or willing to do something about it. That's an attitudinal problem. right? So that's where we come into the desire. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? 
legally and ethically, of course, right? And within the confines of the company culture and what you know, the company allows you to do. But do you have the desire for success and fulfillment? And are you committed to doing what is necessary? Are you willing to take 100% ownership and be 100% committed? Because you are 100% responsible for the message success of your life. And if you don't believe that, then you have the wrong outlook. You're in control. Not the government, not the weather, not the economy, not the competition, not, the, not, you know, not company leadership. Okay? Are you optimistic? I'm not saying you've got to be super positive every day. You know, some things happen and they knock us sideways a little bit. But I realize that I am 100% in control of my existence. I am a master creator in my universe to manifest what I want into reality. Because it's only limited by the things that I've already mentioned. And do I take 100% responsibility and accountability? In every job, everybody has responsibilities. But are they held accountable to results and outcomes and impacts? Most people don't even hold them to that. If you realize that this is all comes down to you, you realize you are the writer and the director and the producer and, yes, even the actor in your screenplay every day. If you don't like how, you know, what's playing out on your screen every day, rewrite it because you are the author. You have to take ownership of everything in your life. The cool thing about it is, is if you take ownership of everything, even things you think are not your fault, they are still your responsibility. Maybe something happened bad when you were a child to you. Know, to you. I'm sorry. That, that, that's horrible, right? It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to fix it and clean it up and do something about it, even if that requires you to go get some support. And in sales, maybe you've got to learn some more. Maybe you've got to read some more. Maybe you've got to get a coach, a mentor. Go to some, go to some more training. Because you are the author. You need to take 100% ownership for everything in your life. You're 100% responsible for the message success of your life. Nobody's going to care more than you, and nobody else can do anything about it. That's cool, because now you're in charge. It's your destiny. So let's talk about your destiny. This next slide is going to get pretty busy. All right, so let's go to the next slide, and let's talk about the weaknesses that sabotage most salespeople, because we have tested. There is a test out there by an organization called the Objective Management Group. And they have looked at all industries. And I've worked with them over the years. I've tested a lot of salespeople. And then I've actually applied this to my own existence. And I've evolved what I've learned through their study into my own understanding and what I see in contractors. Again, I'm focusing specifically on professional salespeople going into the home to sell our contracting services. So let's talk about the top 12 weaknesses of salespeople. These are not the only ones, probably. These are the ones that really reveal themselves. And statistically and quantitatively, we can understand that if this weakness exists with a salesperson, how it might show up in their results. So as I said, there are no bad sales leads, only bad salespeople. And there are no bad salespeople, only bad owners and managers, right? There's no bad leads. These are all opportunities just to have a conversation. Okay, What you make of that conversation and that connection is up to you. Okay? And so you're only limited by what I talked about previously. What are you willing to commit to? What are you willing to do? How creative are you willing to get? You know? So don't tell me that you can't make, you know, make things happen. It's just that you can't make things happen based on what you know, what you're willing to do up to this point. That's where Russ and I, my business partner, when, the, when we work with clients, we take the shackles off of the, you know, the mindset of the people that we work with, as well as the company leadership, and we go ahead and we create new mindsets and new pathways for thinking and new opportunities here. Right? And so we recruit, hire, train, and coach the people based off of this philosophy. 
We realize that the, one of the biggest weaknesses that most salespeople have is the need for approval. A salesperson that has a need for approval is, like, is gonna be 30, 35% less successful at getting results than someone who doesn't have a need for approval. I mean, do we all wanna be liked and loved and, and, and respected and thought well of? Yes, but if your need for approval is so high and it's higher than you know getting the business and doing the right things and, and having the tough conversations with customers, if, you, if it's more important that you be liked, you're gonna be less successful than somebody who doesn't have a need for approval. Again, I, I, I just, I, I can't be concerned about that. You're either gonna like me or you're not gonna like me. Even watching this video, you're either gonna like me or not like me. You're gonna like my message or not like my message. I can't control what you think, say, do, or feel. So I don't worry about it. I worry about how I show up. I worry about my intent. I worry about my competence and what I know. I think about you though. I do think about the message and the impact that I wanna make. And hopefully you understand that the message I'm trying to give you is sincere, it's from my heart, because I wanna take you to the next level, right? And to help you do that, we gotta make sure we have a supportive buy cycle, because if you don't have a supportive buy cycle, you're gonna be 50% less successful. And so if you go out there and you try and one call close everybody, and you don't understand that 60 to 70% of the time, customers are going to either get multiple quotes or at least wanna think about it a little bit and talk about it a little bit, you're gonna basically, I call premature presentation. You're gonna share information prematurely to customers. Yes, you'll get some customers that buy from you on the first visit. Only about 20 to 30% of them will, right? And then you get the rest in follow-up or they call you back after the fact. But you have to realize that more often than not, you should be doing a multi-call visit, what we call first opportunity close, okay? But if you're a person who shops and you don't understand um, and you're now told the customer, you know, uh, trying to uh, close the customer on a one call on your first visit, you're going to struggle a little bit because, again, in your mind, you say, you know, I, you know, I'd shop. That's what I do. You know, I, I get it that the, I get it that they want to think it over. That's what I do. Because no matter how much I teach you and train you, that you got to go on a one call close and do it this way. In the back of your mind, you're going to say, yeah, well, it makes sense to me because I haven't, I haven't deprogrammed you because your your buy cycle is not support. My job is to help customers make decisions. Give them good information so they can make a good decision. Their job is to make a good decision. My job is to understand how they're going to go about making that decision. And that's what we teach at the EGI training classes, both online and live. Right? But we've got to get you to have a, a supportive bias cycle, or you're going to be 50% 50, 50 less successful. If you're somebody who gets emotionally involved, you're going to be 30% less successful. What do I mean by that? Somebody who gets emotionally involved is somebody who does want to be liked, or basically gets bought into the idea that, you know, Oh, yeah, you know, I lost my job. Oh, yeah, my, my kid needs braces. You know, the, the roof's leaking. And, uh, you know, we, we just don't have a lot of money. And we're moving. And, you know, I've had salespeople come back to me in my company and say, hey, Drew, it, it's an easy job. You know, and these people are in a bad situation. It's a cake job. It's a 10-foot line set. I mean, you know, what could we do? And these people, you know, they're good people, but they, they're, they're really struggling right now. They just, their car blew up, and they, they got a kid who needs braces, and their roof's leaking. Is there something that we could do? And I have to ask the salespeople, who do you work for? Who are you selling? Because <laughs> you're too emotionally involved. You know, when, when a customer gives me their sob story, I'm not like, you know, uh, let me see what I can do for you. It's like, it's a good thing I'm here. We're going to take care of you. We're going to make sure this is one less thing you've got to worry about. I'm going to show up with confidence and pride and, and, and my ability to take care of these people because I don't get emotionally connected to the results. 
and I don't have the head trash, this, I call it head trash, self-limiting beliefs. Ah, customers, I, all they want is a cheap price. Yeah, every customer's gonna get three bids. Every customer's gonna wanna think it over. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna beat me up. They're gonna say, I can get the same thing from somebody else. I don't have those self-limiting beliefs. If you have them, you're 25% less successful. I am super confident in my ability to serve these people. I represent the best in class company, the best in class products and services. Like I said, I'm gonna go all Jack Nicholson and a few good men, right? You need me on this call. You want me on this call. You, you need our company here. I don't say that to a customer, and I'm not cocky you know, or arrogant about it. I'm just confident that I can serve these people. I honestly believe when I was out selling, and I try and teach this to my sales team uh, that I work with in any company, or even if you come to one of my classes, is that you have to be so confident that you know if this customer does business with somebody else, they are getting, they're, not, they're getting screwed. They're just getting taken advantage of. They're getting less. And it's sad. They don't understand it. They don't see that there's alligators and sharks in the water. The water's muddy. They can't see it, but they don't even see that there's, there's things lurking out there that are not going to give them the same level of customer care and experience and, and quality of craftsmanship and ultimate long-term happiness that we're going to provide. Because that's who we are. I can't tell them that. I gotta, I gotta do it through my actions. But that's what we do. So I don't have those self-loving beliefs. I'm not uncomfortable talking about money. You've got to be comfortable talking about money and how people can pay for things. You know, if, if $500 or $1,000 is a lot to you, what do you think is going to happen when you're two to $3,000 more than the competition and the customer says something like that to you? Because you, you know, that's a lot to you. You know, what is your, your frame of money? I mean, how often do you feel comfortable cutting $10,000 checks? You don't personally. How often do you cut $300 checks? Pretty much every month. You know, it probably gets deducted out of your bank account for your power bill or your, your cable bill, right? But if you are uncomfortable talking about money and how people can pay for things, and, and you don't get into the house and do a price conditioning step, which we talk about in the sales training, uh, and you don't talk about you know, how they can pay for things and financing and their credit, uh, you're gonna be 20% less successful. If you have low money tolerance, that's where basically to you, yes, if $500 is a lot of money to you, how are you selling you know, $10,000, $20,000 solution? I guarantee you, your average ticket will be commensurate to how your, 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 what your money tolerance is. So I like to spend money. Why? Because I can always make more money. I'm comfortable spending money. I'm comfortable making you know, uh, monthly payments and taking credit. Some customers are all Dave Ramsey disciples and they had to say, oh, well, you know, we don't buy anything on credit. You need to get comfortable talking about credit with those customers. Okay, because if you have a low money tolerance, okay, you're not gonna be comfortable talking about financing. Some of these we can't quantify because they're a little bit more psychological, but we see they, how they impact you. And so as you go back to uh, the, the things that you bring to the table, like I said, your desire, your commitment, your outlook, and your responsibility, if you have a lack of desire to be successful or lack of desire to make money and the things that it can do, making money is not always the biggest thing, but what can money do? It gives you options in life. But if you have a lack of desire, guess what's gonna happen? I might have a $150,000, $200,000 income opportunity for you as a salesperson. But if you're happy making 65, and you all of a sudden by October make 85,000, you probably shut down. You probably checked out. So lack of desire is usually gonna result in a lack of results. Lack of commitment. If you're not willing to make the commitment and do what's necessary you know, to get the education that you need, to get the coaching help that you need, to read the books, to attend the seminars, to listen to the, the, the podcast, to watch the videos, to elevate your game, 
you'll be somewhat successful, but you'll never be uber successful at the highest of levels, because that's a weakness. If you have a lack of responsibility, you blame the leads, you blame the marketing, you blame the company, and you blame you know, what's going on you know, with the you know, election year, or, or, or the Republicans or the Democrats. Again, you're gonna make excuses for lack of results. You have no responsibility, and therefore you're also not accountable. You also then therefore have an outlook problem, because you say, I'm powerless to do anything about it. That's a weakness. That's a huge weakness, right? If you're not money motivated, you have to be in this business as a salesperson. And again, not necessarily money motivated by you know, making a lot of money as a capitalist, a greedy capitalist. I'm not saying that. It's money gives you options, okay? And it allows you to buy things. What could you do with it? Maybe you're not about materialistic things. Fine, give it to a charity. It gives you options, things to do. And lastly, difficulty recovering from rejection. If hearing no from a customer hurts your feelings, or upset you, or irritate you, you won't do the thing. You won't have the tough, tough conversations. You won't even ask a customer when you lose the business as to why you lost the business. And if you earn the business, you won't even ask them why you earned the business. You need to be resilient. You have to realize it's not about you. It starts and ends with you, but it's not about you. It's about the customer. And don't take it personally. It's not a personal rejection. They basically say, based on the information you gave me, and, and the, and the money, amount of money you're charging, I didn't see the level of value in, in choosing to do business with you at this point in time. Say, so, okay, that, that comes back to me. What could I have done better? What could I have done differently? How could we have changed the scope of work or changed the investment package? Or how could I have conveyed the investment package and, and connected with their story to where they would have bought from me? It's not about me. I don't take any of this personally. You're not hurting my feelings because I'm a professional. You didn't reject me as a human being. I'm still a good human being. I got a good heart. My mom tells me I'm special. You're special too, all right? So you shouldn't have that difficulty recovering from rejection there. At the end of the day, I want you to take a look, and I want you to really do a, a hard introspection to yourself and say, where am I weak? We all have weaknesses. When I interview salespeople, I ask them, tell me about your strengths, and they all tell me about their strengths. And I say, tell me about your weaknesses. And they're like, uh, and I jokingly say, well, what if I asked your husband or your wife or your significant other or somebody, you know, your best friend, what would they tell me? Because if you're not humble enough to own your weaknesses, then shame on you. Because you, you basically don't believe that you can get better. We all have weaknesses. You may have great strengths and you're super strong, but something is weak, right? For example, I'm right-handed. My right arm is stronger than my left. So therefore, by definition, my left would be weaker. It's a weakness. Even if I build it up, it probably will never be as strong because I dominate, obviously, with the right. So be humble enough to own your weaknesses because then when you own them, you can do something about them. and You can take your game to the next level. Until next time. Thank you very much, Drew. As always, great content. Now listen, if you're a member and you haven't taken our sales course, go ahead and jump in there and tackle that over the next few weeks. If you're not a member and you would like to take the sales course, go ahead, click the join button at the top of this page and you'll get free 30 days uh, free usage, free trial. You'll be able to access this course and all of the other content through the member portal. That's it for now, my friends. We'll see you soon. But until then, bye-bye for now.